Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise your holy name. Lord, we praise you, Almighty God. Lord, we worship you, Almighty God. Oh, Lord, you are worthy. You're worthy, oh Lord. Lord, we praise you, Almighty God. Hallelujah, oh Lord. Hallelujah, oh We praise you, we praise you, O Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Almighty God, today, for this day, Lord. We thank you for looking out for our families, our children, our homes. We thank you, Almighty God, for being with us today as we read your word. Yes, Father, that you would help us in all things. Edify us in this word, Lord. Teach us. Let us be a beacon of light to others. And let us remember your word, Father. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I'd also like to pray today, Father. You know exactly what's going on, Father, in Russia and the Ukraine. And Lord, we lift both countries up to you. Lift all these countries up to you, Father. And we ask, Lord, that you have your way, Almighty God. Father, protect the innocent. Place your war and angels around them, Father. Keep them out of harm's way, Lord. Father, we ask you, Almighty God, to have your way in this situation. And Lord, there are other wars going on as well in other countries, Lord. In Ethiopia, Father, people are being killed left and right. And all this is is the hand of the enemy who's utilizing his tools, 
his people to bring destruction and devastation upon the people. And we ask you, Lord, to send your warring angels upon them. Father, you said we have not because we do ask. Today, Father, we come before you and we ask you, Almighty God, Lord, take hold of these situations. Stop the plundering. Stop the looting. Stop the lying. Stop the stealing. Stop the killing. This we ask, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for listening to our prayer today and hearing us, O Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, Yeshua Meshach. Amen. Amen. Okay, everyone. We're going to uh, pick up today in Chapter 5 in Exodus. And um, I found out some interesting, uh, well, I haven't received the book yet. I've been trying to uh, order a couple of books, and it's taken them a while to get here. Uh, one of the books is Joshua. Uh, I thought I had a copy here, but I don't see it. So, as I said, I have a lot of books, and... <laughs> It's been pretty rough trying to find certain copies because uh, there's so many. But anyway, so I ordered another copy and it hasn't come yet. So I went online and was listening to, <clears throat> I was listening to a reading. And so I will be instilling some of the reading that I heard yesterday. I wrote it down, and I will bring it uh, forward as we move into the story, because some of it is very, very interesting, and it explains a lot about Moses and what happened. A lot of things the Bible doesn't tell you about Moses. It was, again, it was stricken out. Uh, and it is listed in uh, the book of Joshua. And so when I get that, I will go back over it because I really think that's important and should be uh, added in. But as I said, uh, we will go by what I have today. So, when we get to that part, I will read it. All right, let's get started. Uh, chapter 5. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the desert. Now... <laughs> Um, 
Last week, so I'm going to back up a little bit because I realized we're further along than I thought. Last, uh, not last week, uh, the last reading was chapter four. And Zipporah took a knife and cut her uh, son's foreskin. And um, I mentioned something about something that uh, Moses had done, could have been part of it. But what it was is that the Lord was really angry with Moses, and I found out why. It was because, um, according to uh, Joshua, Moses' father-in-law advised him not to circumcise his son, and so he didn't. And for that reason, the Lord was going to smite him. Um, And Zipporah realized it, and she uh, used a stone. It was not a knife. (laughs) You have a flint knife. It was a stone that she cut his foreskin off with. Okay. Um, Also, um, between the time that Moses uh, left Egypt and before he got to Sippor, there's an interesting story about him. Uh, supposedly, Moses left Egypt and he fought alongside of, um, let's see. He fought uh, as the king of Edom. Uh, The old king died and Moses was fighting with them um, as a warrior. And they didn't have anybody else, so they asked Moses to take his place. And so he did. And he became king. Now, um, let me see. There's so much here that we missed, but um, I will take a day to go over that. I really don't want to take the day to do it. Okay. Okay, so um, what happened was the king, uh, his name was, uh, trying to get the man's name here. Mm. 
So according to Joshua, an angel came and took Moses from Egypt. And uh, Moses went from Egypt and he joined a group, um, this king, Kiki Anais and Campor Kush. He was the Cush king. I'm sorry, I, I looked at the wrong thing. He was the Cush king. Um, they made a, the, the people, according to Joshua, the people made a great heap of clothes and uh, jewelry and money, gold, and gave it to him and asked him to become their king. And he was their king for 24 years. Um... Now, he, there was a, uh, like a rod in the field, seemed like, that he pulled up. And the, because he was able to pull it up, and no one else had pulled it up, there's a whole story behind this rod. This rod was passed down through his family line. He didn't even know about it because it was, uh, taken by another family member and hidden. But it's a really a great story. But anyway, uh, Moses supposedly pulled up this rod, and because he pulled up the rod, uh, his father-in-law decided to give his daughter Zipporah to him. Um, much different from the story in the Bible. Uh, let's see, what else is in here? Um... Okay, I'm going to skip ahead out of this. Um, Moses supposedly after that went to Midian. After he was overthrown in the kingdom by his wife's son when he came of age. They didn't throw him out, but they asked him to leave nicely because... Uh, she wanted her son in, in the she wanted her son her son in the in the king's place, and so he left. And in doing so, he that's when he went into Midian. And when he got to Midian, Sapporah's father threw him into prison, uh, and he was in prison for ten years. Now that's that's what the book of Joshua says. Um, and during that time, the pharaoh that was in place was struck with leprosy. And I'm trying to catch us up to chapter 5. That's why I'm, I'm going over this. Uh, pharaoh was struck with leprosy, and the uh, wise men uh, were killing the children in Israel. Um, they, were, uh, they were taking these children and placing them in the walls of buildings that they were building if they came short of the account. 
So there was like 375 children who were killed this way. Um, then... The king went out to where the uh, where the the uh, Jewish people lived, and uh, he went to see them um, in his wickedness to create more more problems for them. And in turn, he was on his way. Actually, he was in the town, and the carriage he was in turned over on top of him. Now, he was already suffering from leprosy, which the Lord had sent upon him for his wickedness, for what he had done to the children and what he was doing to the people. And so at this point, the cart turned over on him and the horse fell on his face. And when they got him up, from the ground, his skin was ripped and torn, um, and over a period of time, he began to stink and rot, and of course, he died, and his son took his place. Uh, his son did just as bad as he did. He took 270 children and used them as brick and mortar for buildings, um, so, around this time now, when the new pharaoh came in, his son, Sipporah uh, spoke to her father and told her father that um, she, he should go check Moses, who was in the prison. And his father said, well, how can a man live 10 years without food and water? Well, her father didn't know that she had been uh, slipping Moses food and water every day. So he was fine. But of course, the father didn't know that. And he said, well, if he's okay, and he's able to stand up, then, you know, he would release him. So of course, Moses gets out of jail. And he plucks this stick that um, no one's been able to pluck from the ground, it, which has a lot of history behind it. And he wins the hand of Sipporah and marries her. Um, okay, so around this time, the new law comes into place in Egypt where Pharaoh tells the people that they are not getting straw anymore they have to go find their own straw, and if they come up short, of course, they're going to take their young children and put them in the wall. So at this point, the Lord remembers the children of Egypt and calls Moses um, to calls Moses to um, come into uh, come into Egypt and to save his people. Now. Um, Again, the story of Zipporah and Moses takes place at that time where <clears throat> Zipporah realizes that her son not being circumcised had vexed the Lord. And so she um, takes a stone and cuts off his foreskin. Okay, so that catches us up to where we are right now. Um, there's lots more, but we have passed that, so I don't want to 
confuse anybody. I just wanted to give a few extra <clears throat> extra um, things that I have found out about in uh, Joshua. Joshua. Okay. Um, just looking to see if there's anything else. No, I think that is it. Okay, now, <clears throat> let's move on. Okay, now we can get into chapter 5. So, afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, so that they may hold a festival to me in the desert. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of Hebrews, he has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. That day Pharaoh gave this orders to slave drivers and, and foremen. <clears throat> uh, charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Yeah, just told you about that. Uh, let go and gather their own their own straw, but require them to make the bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are carried. They are crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God, make the work harder for the men so that they keep working and pay no attention, pay no attention to lies. Now, of course, if they came up short, like I said, their children would, the youngest children would be taken and placed in the wall and they would, uh, they would literally seal them in the walls of the buildings that they were making. Then the slave drivers and the foremen went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it. But your work will not be reduced at all. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, Complete the work required of you for each day, just as when you had straw. 
the Israelite foremen appointed by Pharaoh's slave drivers were beaten and were asked, why didn't you meet your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite foremen went and appealed to Pharaoh, why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told, make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, lazy, that's what you are, lazy. Uh, That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen realized they were in trouble when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, may the Lord look upon you and judge you. You have made us a stench to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of the country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan where they lived as aliens. Moreover, I have heard the groanings of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with up with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. 
Moses repeated this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of this country. But Moses said to the Lord, If the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me, since I speak with faltering lips? Uh, <laughs> since I speak with faltering lips. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron about the Israelites and, and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he commanded them to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. These were the heads of their families, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn son of Israel were Hanach and Palu, Hezron and Kamari. These were the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jamel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Zal, the son of the Canaanite woman. These were the clans of Simeon. And these were the names of the sons of Levi, according to their records, Gershon, Kohath and Merai. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon by clan were Libni and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amoram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uzel. Korath lived 133 years. The son of Merai was Mahali and Mushai. These were the clans of Levi, according to their records. Amoram married his father's sister, Jacobet, who bore him Aaron and Moses. Aram lived 137 years. The sons of Ishar were Koath, Nephog, and Zikri. The sons of Uzel were Michael, Elephant, and Sifri. Sifri. Sifri, yeah. Um, Aaron married Ella, uh, Elizabeth, daughter of Amadab and sister of Nashon, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Elazar and Ithmach. The sons of Kor were Aser, Elkah, and Abasaph. These were the Koronite clans. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putel, and she bore him Pinius. 
These were the heads of the Levite family clan by clan. Out of Egypt, by their divisions, they were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. And it was the same Moses and Aaron. Now, when the Lord spoke to Moses in Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I tell you. But Moses said to the Lord, since I speak with faltering lips, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your, will be your prophet. You are to say everything I command you. And your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And though I multiply my... And though I multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. Then... I will lay my hand on Egypt, and with mighty acts of judgment, I will bring out my divisions, my people, the Israelites, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. I'm going to stop for a second. Um, it wasn't so much that the Lord um, was just trying to get the people out of Egypt. That could have happened anyway. But the Lord wanted Pharaoh, the people in Egypt, to know that he was God. Uh, Pharaoh was claiming he didn't know him, okay? So the Lord was introducing himself to Pharaoh. You don't know me, you're going to get to know me. You're going to know who I am, and you're going to know who my people are. And you're going to know the wrong you've done, see? So that was the reason for all of the uh, calamity that took place. All right, let's move on to um, 8. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh said to you, Perform a miracle, then say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a snake. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. Pharaoh then summoned wise men, sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same thing by their secret arts. Each one threw down his staff, and it became a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs, yet Pharaoh's heart became hardened, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unyielding. He refuses to let the people go. 
go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water and wait on the banks of the Nile to meet him and take in your hand the staff that was the staff that was changed into a snake. Then say to him, the Lord, the God of Hebrews has sent me to say to you, let my people go so that they may worship me in the desert. But to say to you, let my people go so that they may worship in the desert. Uh, But until now, you have not listened. This is what the Lord says. By this, you will know that I am the Lord. With the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the waters of the Nile, and it will be changed into blood. The fish in the Nile will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink its water. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff, stretch it out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the streams and the channels and over the ponds and all the reservoirs, and they will turn to blood. Blood will be everywhere in the in Egypt, even in the wooden buckets and stone jars. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded. He raised the staff in the presence of Pharaoh and his off, officials and struck the water of the Nile, and all the water was changed into blood. The fish in the Nile died, and the river smelled so bad that the Egyptians could not drink it. Drink it water. Blood was everywhere in Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same thing by their secret arts, and Pharaoh's heart became hard. He would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said. Instead, he turned and went into the palace and did not take even even this to heart. And all the Egyptians dug along the Nile to get drinking water because they would not drink the water of the river. So now this part I, I don't know about. Uh, in Joshua, they it was spoken of again about how the uh, how they had touched the water and all the water in Egypt turned to blood, and nobody could drink except for that that was in Goshen. That was untouched. Okay, um, so. Now we're going to move on to uh, chapter 8. Seven days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. And then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile will turn a team with frogs, and they will come up unto your place. They will come up to your place. Um, 
Okay, hold on a second. I lost my place here. Okay, sorry about that. Um, trying to find my place. Uh, so... All right, I'm going to go back just a little, not too far back. Um, the frogs will go up on you and your people and all your officials. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the streams and channels and ponds and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same thing by their, uh, by their secret arts, and they also made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me, and my people, and I will let your people go to offer sacrifice to the Lord. Now, according to Joshua, <laughs> not only the the frogs was in the water that they drank, and was literally when they drunk water, frogs ended up in their stomach. Uh, and they were dancing around in their stomach. Uh, frogs were in their beds. If they perspired, the water would literally create frogs in their beds. Interesting story. Um, so wherever there was water, there were frogs. So frogs were all over the place. Uh, Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your family, that you and your household may be rid of frogs, except for those that remain in the now. Tomorrow, Pharaoh said, Moses replied, it will be as you say, so that you may know there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses your officials, and your people, and they will remain only in the now. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses called out to the Lord about the frogs he had brought on Pharaoh. And the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, in the courtyards, and in the fields, and they were piled into heaps and the land reeked of them. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen 
to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the ground. And uh, throughout the land of Egypt, the dust will become gants. And they did this, and when Aaron stretched out his hand with the staff and struck uh, the dust of the ground, gants came upon men and animal, and all the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gants. But when the magicians tried to produce gants by their secret arts, they could not, and the gants were on men and animals. The magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen, just as the Lord had said. Um, Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and confront Moses, uh, confront Pharaoh, as he goes to the water and say to him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go, so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send a swarm of flies on you and your officials, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground where they are. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live. No swarms of flies will be there, so that you will know that I, the Lord, am in this land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. Uh, This miraculous sign will occur tomorrow. And the Lord did this. Uh, Dense swarms of flies poured into uh, Pharaoh's place and into the houses of the officials and throughout Egypt. The land was ruined by by the flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice your God here in the land. But Moses said that would not be right. The sacrifices we offer the Lord, our God, would be detestable to the Egyptians. And if we offered sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord, our God, as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God in the desert, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. And Moses answered, As soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Only be sure that Pharaoh does not act deceitfully again by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Then Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did what Moses said. And the flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Not a fly remained, but this time also Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the people go.
chapter 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord God of Hebrews says, Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back, hold them back, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the field, on your horses and your donkeys and camels, and on your cattle and sheep and goats. Um, but the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and that of Egypt, so that no animal belonging to Israel, Israel will die. The Lord said a time and said tomorrow, the Lord will do this in the land. And the next day, the Lord did it. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but not one animal belonging to Israelites died. Pharaoh sent men to investigate and found that not even one of the animals of the Israelites had died, yet his heart was unyielding, and he would not let the people go. Now, uh, excuse me, um, like I said, I can't wait to get the book, Josh, Josh, Joshua, because there's a whole lot more to that story, um, about the plagues. Uh, then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot. For a furnace, and have Moses toss it into the air in the presence of Pharaoh. It will become the fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering balls will break out on men and animals throughout the land. So they took the soot from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it into the air. And festering balls broke out on the men and animals. The musicians could not stand before Moses because of the balls that were on them and and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning. Confront Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God, of, the God of the Hebrews said, Let my people go so that they may worship me, or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and your people, so you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now... I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. You still set yourself against my people and will not let them go. Therefore... 
At this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. Give an, give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail because the hail will fall on every man and animal that has been brought in and it and is still out in the field and they will die those officials of pharaoh who feared the word of the lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside but those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the sky so that the hail will fall all over Egypt. One man and, and animals and on everything growing in the field of Egypt. When Moses stretched out his staff towards the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed down to the ground. But the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. Hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the fields, both men and animals. It beat down everything growing in the field and stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned. He said to them, the people is in the right and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord for we have had enough thunder and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to stay any longer. Moses replied, when I have gone out of the city, I will send, I will spread out my hand in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop and there will be no more hail, so you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. The flack and the barley were destroyed since the barley had, had headed and the flack was in bloom. The wheat and the smelt, however, were not destroyed because they ripen later. Then Moses left Pharaoh and went out of the city. He spread out his hand towards the Lord. The thunder and the hail stopped and the rain. So, um, and the rain no longer poured down on the land. When Pharaoh saw uh, that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. And he said, uh, he and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he went not, he would not let the Israelites go. 
just as the Lord had said through Moses. Okay, we're going to stop here. And we will pick up again tomorrow at 10. Okay, everyone. This is Miss Macmillan. You have a blessed evening. Good night. Mm -hmm.